Hello. Hello again. <laughs> Welcome to a new episode. We've been talking about a lot of different things now. Yeah. And uh, our podcast is named Contra yes. the Rebel Path. So we have decided to dedicate some episodes to fully go into what is Tantra yeah. for us, for others. What's not Tantra for us? <laughs> Maybe for others. <laughs> Maybe for others. Yeah, it's, there is a lot of confusion out there on what is and what is not. What does, let's start with the personal definitions. What, what do you think Tantra is for you? It's living on the love frequency, vibrating on the frequency of love as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And that's basically it. That resonates a lot with the idea of connection because love itself in definition is connection, yeah. right? You you are connected and wanting something or someone else to thrive. Yeah. When I say try to live on the frequency of love, yeah. vibrating at that frequency, it's of course a lot of things. What is the frequency of love and why is that important? And then it's how do you vibrate? But... I go back to the state of being in love. Mm -hmm. When you are in love, everything yeah. is possible. Yeah, I think you, you can compare this thing of potency, the potential that is yeah. in something, and the act. When, mm. And when you are beginning a relationship, everything can happen, right? You can get married, you can have kids, you can move to a different country, mm. you can have a golden retriever, everything seems to be possible because it's not written yet. Yeah. The state of being in love in a Tantra perspective is the state before you are in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's the state where you are in love and you don't know what's going to happen. You just trust yeah. that, oh, this feeling is amazing and it's going to lead me to somewhere great. But for me over the past years, Tantra, it's life wisdom. Mm -hmm. The more I've studied it, I understand it's a system almost like you can compare it to uh, a manual. Yeah. You could say it's like an ethics, a way to live life. Uh, yeah, a way to understand life. It's not like a manual who tells you this is right or wrong, but it's a manual of get to know something better. If you have a computer, I always use the computer term, mm. you have a computer and you know that a computer can accomplish so many things because mm -hmm. it's full of information and data and you can have a lot of data put in, but it's already full of hardware and software and all these things. And I feel like Tantra is the same way. It's a system created on the natural laws of, of interaction, of love, of attraction, everything. transformation. Yeah, it covers almost everything in life. Mm -hmm. Because when you understand the key principles, you understand how different mechanics are reacting to your life. It's like the ultimate source of infinite... Wisdom. Wisdom, information. Everything you need is there. And on my spiritual path, I felt like I've been studying this mm -hmm. and you learn different things. And then... Tantra is the source. When you are there, you don't really need to go for all the other different techniques and things. I like the explanation. For me, Tantra is when you, when you have uh, embroidered rugs, these tapestries with different colors, different patches or shapes of colors in different places. For me, Tantra is 
recognizing the connection that is between this different flower here or the red on the hair of the knight over there or the brown with the horse and the mud is like turning the tapestry around and seeing all the connections. Mm -hmm. For me, Tantra is understanding the depth of the connection of everything around us. I think somehow these two definitions are connected because love and connection are, for some people, are the same word. I came into it from a sense of isolation and disconnection. And when I realized that everything is connected in the world and that I was part of that everything, there was a huge sense of liberation in that. As a therapist, I immediately feel what the other person is feeling. I immediately connect with that sense of uh, joy or hope or danger or fear. I recognize it's not mine, but I am witnessing that. And for me, there is a lot of wisdom in being able to observe how the world is perceived by another human being. When people say that Tantra is sex, I am like, what are you talking about? It's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. It's, because it's so much more than that. Of course, that sex is a mean of connection and it would be amazing if it's meaningful, right? Because there is, I don't think that there is something worse than bad sex. No, it's... It's one of the worst things that can happen to you, actually. The worst thing that can happen? Because, yeah, because you are, I don't know, it's something that gives you the possibility to connect and release and make the, those boundaries uh, disappear. I think because we have different backgrounds. Yeah. You have a teacher from the Hinduistic lineage yeah. and I have teacher from the Buddhist lineage. Yeah. And is it correct that from a Hinduistic, mm -hmm. it was more focused on the sutras, the, what's called the Kama Sutras? Or the, is that something else? Kama Sutra, Kama Sutra in Sanskrit means like the love uh, poem would be. And is referred about practices to achieve deeper pleasure and to be to use sex as a form of meditation actually so that was also originally yeah. made to uh, visualize how to use sex as an act for liberation and enlightenment from the hinduistic perspective yes. they had more focus on the sutras or is mm, that it's complicated because what happened with uh, tantra as we spoke is older than yoga and it was mm, not a religion, actually. It was, as you said before, a, a way to understand life and understand the meaning of love and connection. So when the wars got into the Indian Peninsula, that made very... All these practices got shattered and some part was taken by the Hindus and some parts stayed with the Buddhist practices in the north. So it's, it's confusing what actually belongs to each of these two important lineages. Hinduistics are very reserved, or they became very reserved regarding sex. 
So that part in time was more and more left out, even though the Anangaranga and the Kama Sutra were two important books that spoke about how to use sex as a way to create a meaningful connection and to enlighten and also to serve the deity in the female, which is the core of most of the Tantra teachings, because not because just because the female is in the center of every tantric practice is because the female is also connected with a sense of creation mm. with a sense of creating life so in hinduism at first it was like that sutras were a part of it and it was part of the teachings and in time i don't know they became more demure or they started to reject they said the same way that it happened in the west to enlighten yourself you need to leave the body out of it so all the people that i don't know like the buddha did as an asset and stopped eating just for the sake of leaving the body away to renounce all the bodily pleasures so to speak when yoga came east to west what we practice here is not what they practiced sometimes we want to do exactly as they did and that is somehow impossible because we live in a different time we have a different culture and i think that with tantra is more or less the same uh, you need to dig very deep to to get things that belong to that tradition and they say that most of the knowledge body of tantra in hinduism was lost because uh, lots of books got forbidden lots of traditions got neglected and in the recent years uh, there was a lot of trying to document all these traditions or making making them come back because we realized that there is no way that we can progress in the road of enlightenment without the body in i believe that in the buddhist tradition it was all the time more clear that the body couldn't be left out because when i hear you talk about this you have this sense of the body being integrated into everything when you talk about tantra naturally at least when we live on this earth or at, in mm -hmm. this uh, version of yeah. Of reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have a body and I think we need to know that the body is here for a reason. When I hear you talk about the Hinduistic perspective, I, it's the same. When when my teacher told me about the occupation of Tibet, mm -hmm. how China tried to kill the monks and mm -hmm. they tried to find what they would call the secret treasures. They had to move the old secret teachings and scriptures mm -hmm. so they wouldn't be destroyed by the Chinese. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's the same. And maybe that's also a reason why they call it secret teachings, because at the end you had to go for the oral version because the written teachings were hidden yeah. or destroyed. And when I started these practices, I didn't even know it was called Tantra either. Mm. <laughs> that became more and more clear. When you talk about yoga and the asana practice, I feel like it's the same as yoga for Western people. Yeah. You have the asana practice. And then you think that's yoga. Yeah, yeah. Then when you dig into it, you understand it's so much more. It's philosophy, it's history, and it's all this. Yeah, it's like a life. It's a way of living. It's a way of living. 
Then the same for Tantra. You have maybe heard about Sting and his loving uh, <laughs> rituals. And you see pictures of people having sex with... Yeah, that is also the the tip of the iceberg. And it's not really what it's all about. And I remember I asked my teacher, yeah, but what did the Buddhas do? <laughs> what did they do in the monasteries? When we come, came deeper and he was always laughing and gave me this, I don't know. He gave me answers, <laughs> but... <laughs> I just wanted to come to the sex part. Did they have sex? Do you have sex? I just asked him everything. And um, of course, eventually understood. It's not about that. What I understood after years of studying it is they can use words. And because we have a limited way of understanding, understand things, we yeah. think is like physical or non-physical. Mm -hmm. If someone has written a text, we, we think it's only the physical bodies. But mm. maybe they describe it in that way, but it's not what they really mean on the physical plane. I love it. So you say that is a way to, through duality, to achieve non-duality? Yeah, very simply said. Because we talk about duality and non-duality all the yeah. time. I feel like Tantra is full of paradoxes. Yeah. Full of them. So when you say it's a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I have to think. Is, is, it, it, is yeah. it? Yeah. In Tibetan Buddhism, they talk about the the sacred land or mm -hmm. Shambhala. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I said, where is Shambhala? <laughs> is it a place? I never got a like, clear answer. I didn't know if he meant that it was a physical place or not a physical place, but my conclusion is that it's, it's not a physical place, mm. but it's where you can enter yeah. when you are ready. <laughs> yeah, in that, in that frequency. Your learning, as, as it was mine, actually, you, you say it was like very unstructured. Super it was, unstructured. It was but at the coming same from your experience and yeah. the things that you were discovering. I think we should do an episode talking about finding a Tantra teacher. and To uh, find a teacher. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Yeah. And regarding the definition of Tantra, I, I think that our listeners are going to arrive to the definition that suits them. Uh, totally agree. Just when you ask me what is Tantra for you, it's really hard to say something. The more I learn about it, the more I just, it's just integrated in my life. And mm. now we have a podcast and we talk about very specific things. But after a while, if you as a listener want to dig into this and start practicing, you will find it's a lifelong process. It's a way of living life. Yeah, and then it will change. But definitely, for me, it's a source of creation, and that is the frequency of love. And from that space, life just gets better. <laughs> is the possibility to seize all the good things in life and yeah. make them part of your journey. Okay, so I'll yeah. see you in the next episode. Yeah. We'll talk about gurus and teachers. Yeah, our favorite okay. topic. <laughs>